0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger.
1: Welcome to the Cafe Wealthies. I am so glad you're here today, and I am excited about this episode. I'm excited about all of them, but the content in this one is so near and dear to my heart. I call it Five Secrets of Working Together. I'm going to start by letting you know what the call to action is in this episode, rather than saving it only for the end, because I want you to know right up front. I want you to send me an email if you would like to be a future client on the actual show where I interview you and give you coaching live about your situation of working together with your spouse or life partner. I want you to send me that email to tapwitherica at gmail.com. I'll also then send you a link so that you can assess the top saboteurs that are impacting your work with your spouse and get a free 30-minute session with me off the air as well to help support you in your business. So that's a really exciting call to action from my standpoint. So I'll say it again at the end. But as I usually say at the beginning of these, please sit back kick back, prepare to be inspired, but take lots of notes. So we're going to talk about five secrets of working together. And yes, I know a little bit about this one. I've not only been married to my spouse for 30 plus years, but we have been working together that whole time as well. And that over the years has taken various different shapes. Uh, At one point, the business was The two of us focused on one thing and then we made a bigger umbrella and we each specialized, which is more the case now. Nonetheless, the five secrets I'm going to share with you apply whether or not you and your spouse or partner are working together from home on the same business, or maybe you have two different businesses, but you are both working from home and have been, and not just due to COVID, but have been and and continue to anyway. So, let's talk about those five secrets, shall we? And as I said, this is near and dear to my heart, and they're things that work for us. And my husband, Steve, is, as we speak, down the hall in his office, and I'm down the hall in mine. So, we have a lot of years under our belt of working through these things, and there have been ups and there have been downs, and we've really focused on all the positives of it, as well as what we can do to even strengthen not only our relationship, but our business together. So here's what we've come up with. And let's start with number five, and then I'll work all the way up to, I think, the top one. So the fifth secret is setting boundaries. And I'll bet that's no secret to you when I say that. You're going to say, yeah, duh, Erica, I figured that one out. Well, let me say a little bit more about it. There are a lot of ways to set boundaries in business, whether you're new to working together or you've been around the block doing it a while. Those boundaries can be around workday start days, workday start times, workday end times. Maybe we're going to make sure that we have breakfast together as a couple and don't talk about anything related to work. We just have breakfast together. And then starting when we're done, we both do our thing and go to work and make sure that we set a clear boundary with that. I don't know how yours is going to work. Maybe you set a boundary for the end of the day and you say, hey, we're done working at six. And then we do something to shift being back into being at home mode, whether it's go for a walk or whatever. Or perhaps you need to work in the evenings because you work as we do with clients from around the world. So we'll often do dinner and then we'll take another break and then we'll do some evening work and then end up back in our quote home life. And those boundaries, again, are, you know, workday starts, workday ends, however you want to do it. But those boundaries can be really, really helpful. We have some that include whose door is closed. And by that, I mean, um, Steve's at one end of the hall. I'm at the other. He can't see down here whether my door is open or closed. And I can't see down there whether his is open or closed. So before one of us maybe shouts down the hall to the other guy and interrupts a meeting or what have you, we'll do something like text the other guy and say, is your door open? or we'll declare it and say, look, my door is going to be shut from two to five or whatever it is. So don't interrupt me or whatever. But those kind of boundaries are really important. As well, one of the boundaries that we've found that works really well for us is to declare whether we're having a working lunch or not. So what I mean by that is, Let's say it's about time for lunch for me and not quite time for lunch for Steve. I eat in the kitchen on my own and or go out in the backyard. He does on his own. But there may be other days where we decide to have lunch date together with our couple's hat on, no business talk. There also may be another day where we declare it as a working lunch. And we say, look, on Wednesday, we'll put it in our calendar. We're going to meet from, you know, over lunch and we'll make lunch together. And then we'll have a business meeting as we eat, say, between 1230 and two or or what have you. But we declare it and we put it on the calendar ahead of time. And we've gotten to a place also where we clarify if we haven't declared it, saying going into the kitchen, going to make myself lunch or I'm going to go get takeout do you want anything and is this going to be a business lunch or not so we're just making sure you could say all this boundary stuff is about clear communication it is but it's also about setting boundaries that honor what it is that we want for ourselves and for each other so that is secret number 5 is set boundaries Number four secret is we want you to bring love to work. Don't bring work to love. And what I mean by that is every once in a while, I'll sneak into Steve's office when he's not around or gone out for something, and I'll put a little love note on his desk, or I'll bring him a little small, like, treat in the afternoon, like a piece of chocolate or something. Or I'll send him a text in the middle of the day, say, thinking of you, or I'll put a card on his desk. So I'm bringing love into the workplace, but I'm also not bringing my work, quote, home with me when we've got quiet time, intimate time, and really making sure, again, that ties back to boundaries, but I want to emphasize the bringing love to work part which is sometimes in these 31 years of working together or more, we can forget. And so we've sort of made it a practice to be mindful that we bring love to work whether that's um, I have a, a small stuffed animal that just makes me smile. And every once in a while I'll sit him outside Steve's door. We also both keep a picture of the other guy on our desks, of them when they were a child, so that each of us can remember the pure innocence of that child that is still in our spouse to this day. So bring love to work is secret number four. Secret number three, I wanna talk about role clarification and why this was important to us. Now this is true, especially for those of you that are working together on one business. Who's going to do what? Who's the one whose superpower is doing sales? Who's the one whose superpower is customer service, like that? But it's also important, even if you have two different businesses at this point in our working life together, we have one big umbrella, but two different aspects within it. For example, and this is how it works for us. Steve does coaching and executive leadership development and team building for corporations and teams. And I do my work with individuals and couples, uh, individual entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples. It's under one umbrella as a consulting business, but they're separate. However, we share a bookkeeper and we share a virtual assistant And we share a real-life, in-life assistant. So what's important about that is we need to differentiate who's going to manage different people on the team. Who's going to manage the bookkeeper? Who's going to manage the virtual assistant? Who's going to manage the assistant? So that that person doesn't go crazy with, you know, one day they hear from Erica about do this and that with the bookkeeping. And the next day they hear about, Something different from Steve? Nope. So we've made sure that we're really clear about role clarification. And that's changed over the years, but it's another reason why to have meetings quarterly and look at what is happening with role clarification, what's happening with the whole business or each of your individual businesses, specifically with role clarification. You know, are there places where, you know, this person has been operating with the bookkeeper and maybe something shifted with the other guy and you want to clarify things. So that role clarification is another form of setting boundaries, but it helps for everybody involved. And it helped us when we were both working on the exact same business because we could play to our strengths, right? So if customer service was my thing, then I'd take it over. If sales was my thing, then I'd do that. If marketing was Steve's thing, he'd do that. So that kind of clarification is so critical. Secret number two, I'd like to recommend that you do regular vision revisits. And what do I mean by that? Whether or not you have a common business Or you have two separate businesses, but you're both working out of the house. Revisit your vision. On several levels, this is important. What's our vision as a couple and how our business fits into our life? Because our vision is to support our life, not the other way around. And what's our vision for each of our businesses or the common vision of the common business? And let's revisit it every quarter. Where do we see ourselves in one year or five years? Are we on track with that? Do we need to course correct? Is there another aspect we want to bring into the business? Is there an aspect we want to pull away? That vision revisit is really important. We happen to do it quarterly and we've got it in our calendars. So I'm gonna suggest that you do the same. And my top number one secret is called the yes and exercise. And believe me, this has been transformative in not only my business relationship with my spouse, but my personal relationship with my spouse. And I'm going to talk a lot about this one. The yes and exercise is most useful when you are trying to come up with some new ideas or innovate something and create something anew. Or you just have an idea for some way something's going to be improved. And I can bet, sure as I'm sitting here, I can bet that there have been times where you've thrown out an idea to your spouse and they've said, well, that's a crazy idea. Or they've thrown out an idea to you and you said, no way, that's not going to work. So what I want to suggest with the yes and exercise is this, and I'll tell you a little bit why. First thing I want to say is that, and I credit Shirzad Shameen, who wrote the book Positive Intelligence, with this wonderful little seed that he helped plant in my brain as I've trained with him. There's 10% of all ideas have merit. Think about it. If we approach things as though 10% of any idea has merit, what would be different? And you have to look for it. So going back to setting boundaries and being real clear, Steve and I might say, okay, let's have a half an hour session where all we do is brainstorm ideas about how the workplace could be even a more happy place for us here in the house. Whether it's physically things we could do with furniture or things we could be doing with how we're approaching the business, let's set aside a half an hour and we declare it. And we say, this is a brainstorming session only. There's no evaluation whatsoever. None, none, none. All we're going to do is throw out ideas. And the goal is to come up with as many ideas as possible, as crazy as they might sound. We can capture them, we can record, which we often do. You just put on Zoom, hit record, chat away and let it record or any other recording device you have or if you feel like taking notes, but it usually is a lot faster if you've just got a audio recorder going of some sort. And so the goal is to come up with as many ideas as possible with regard to that particular issue. But here's the thing, one person goes at a time And then here's the response. So person A, let's say it's Steve in this case. And let's say that I want us to, and I've come forward and said, let's spend a half an hour tomorrow. I want to come up with an idea about how we can literally improve the physical setting of where we do business within the house. Let's come up with as many ideas as possible. So I might start by saying, I think that we should knock out that wall over there and make my office go out into the backyard just a little bit more than it does. Now, Steve only gets to say this. What I like about that idea is, and he looks no matter how hard it. Is he looks for 10, at least 10% of what he likes about the idea. He doesn't have to like the idea itself. He doesn't have to like that I want to knock out a wall. He doesn't have to like that one bit, but he needs to look for something within the idea, some 10% of it that he likes. And then he builds on that. So he might say, What I like about that idea is that it'll make you happier to spend more time outside because I know you love it. And what it triggers for me is the idea of putting in a new window. All I get to say in response is, what I like about that idea is it does honor my love of being outdoors And what it triggers for me is I think that once a week, we should conduct business out in the backyard. Again, all he gets to say is what I like about that idea is... Now, he may go way in a different direction. He may say what I like about that idea is us together getting out of the house. And what it triggers for me is let's go to hawaii once a week and i say you guessed it what i like about that idea is and i we go from there i hope that i don't need to repeat this too many more times and that you sort of get it so the idea is very clearly the response is what i like about that idea is and then you add to it. So look for anything. Let me tell you, this has helped our relationship as a couple and in business so much. We don't tend to do as near as much evaluating of, well, that's a good idea, that's a bad idea, because we're also both studying Shirzad's work, by the way, uh, the idea of bringing your sage forward. That's what this activity does. It's an activity of the sage. It's not an activity of your saboteur who wants to shut things down. It's your wise, discerning sage. And we're not evaluating at any point in time. We're just looking for the positivity in things. And we're carving new neural pathways in the brain, which then feed over with a lot of other things we tend to do in our business, right? So those, my friends, are my top five secrets. And I'll repeat real quickly. Number five is set boundaries. Number four, bring love to work. Number three, have role clarification regularly. Number two, revisit your vision or visions regularly. And finally, practice the yes and exercise which is strengthening the wise sage in each of you that has come together, not only as a couple, but to grow your business or businesses. That's it for today. Now I'm going to remind you of the call to action because I am so excited about it. Always remember, wealthies, that success is in your nature along with your sage and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information in this episode is going to be in the show notes, including the reminder for you to email me at tapwitherica at gmail.com for one of two things, or both actually, an email for me to send you a link to assess your top saboteurs that are impacting your work with your spouse and possibly consider being a guest on my podcast where I'll coach you. For free, on air, live, around your challenge working with your spouse in your business. And after you receive your assessment back, your assessment results about your saboteur and your sage, I'll give you a free 30-minute consult around the results. So that email, again, tap with Erica at gmail.com will be in the show notes. I think I'll be spending a lot more time talking about this topic in the future. Please send me any questions you have that you want me to address. Those are my five top secrets for now. I'm sure to bring forward a bunch of other ones in the future. So, Wealthies, thanks so much for spending time with me. Until next week, be well, stay in your sage. And podcast team, it's fine for you now to take
0: us out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart, follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit, over at EricaRossCoach.com forward slash Toolkit.